Close your eyes, leave all your troubles behind. Yes, it's fine. Come kick it with me in my imagination. In my imagination. Well, sometimes my mind plays these tricks on me. Sometimes and I'll find that my mind. Welcome to episode 73 of Eat, Sleep, Run, Repeat. The running podcast for the average runner. Myself, Woolly, Nathan Barden. Hello. And a special guest, good mate of mine, Chris Woolahan. Thanks for coming on, Chris. No worries, mate. You've got a pretty interesting story about your running. You've got your own um, coaching business, 1K at a time. You've got some pretty successful athletes. We can um, get into all that later. But have you done any running this week, Nathan? Mate, uh, well, I was meant to do park run yesterday morning, and then as we're going down the Rangbar Road, there's a kangaroo sitting under the Beware Wildlife sign and the koala zone painted in the middle of the road. The poor, poor kangaroo had got whacked and was sitting there with a broken leg. Hit by and, a car. Yeah, and it obviously hadn't long happened. I saw it, oh, look, kangaroo. So I turned around, and we wait for the wildlife uh, to come, and I said to to Matilda, it was like 10 to her. I said, do you reckon you could still make it? And I was in my big truck. So she goes, I said, do you reckon you still make it? And she went, yeah. So I said, right, you go, I'll wait here. And I must've looked well out of scene because I'm in like uh, white with light blue shoes on, shorts and um, a long sleeve top. And actually I had me like body warmer things. It looks a bit country. Standing there right on the side of the road, trying to slow traffic down and don't run it over again. And uh, waiting for, and on, I was on the phone to the police to get them to come because I knew it would need euthanasia and I didn't know if the wildlife people would be able to put it down. So anyway, a long story short, I ran home from there and it was like five, 5k. So I did do me park run distance, but not at park run. But till made it just sort of ran down the road as they were starting and then did a warm down with uh, your wife and your dad, Steve. Um, and yeah, so I just, I just ran home. Um, that was it. That that's basically been been it, other than a bit of walking around and and stuff. So the legs feel good. So uh, next week I'm just off to uh, Melbourne for a few days with work. So I'm just going to do a few uh, runs when I'm down there. Hey, that's similar to me, except for I don't have any kangaroo stories. But I I had a complete week off, and then um, this morning I run for an hour with my dad and my nice. wife Tammy just real slow and felt like almost fully recovered just my quads were still a little bit mm. sort of you know that sort of beaten up feeling like just yeah. felt a little bit like kind of up the top of but like not too bad but i'll get back into it this you've been working here, as well though haven't you yeah yeah but i think that helped me because i was like moving around like i was forced to just kind of walk around yeah so that was yeah so that was, what about you chris have you done any running after goldie yeah, got a run in with Harvey this morning. We got almost an hour and a couple of half an hour jogs. But yeah, no, same as you, mate. My um, I get to thirty minutes and my cords are carved up like real, real sharp. So the body's, I really, I've got that. I don't know if you boys probably have it too. That post marathon buzz where you just want to take on the world and run every race that you because yeah. you're feeling so good, but. Body I really wanted I to run Wednesday. I was like, I was gagging. I was like, fuck, I bought those new shoes. And I was like, oh, I won't go for a run. Like, nah, just hold it. Just hold it till Saturday. Wait till Saturday. But yeah. No, nah, yeah. I've been pumped as 
um, just talking, running all week, loving it because I've been off work. Um, what time did you get, Chris, again? Uh, I don't know. It's 2.42 high, so 2.42.54 maybe. Okay. So, yeah, just it was 50-second PB. I'm pretty pretty stoked. I, was, I wanted 2.39, but everyone wants a certain time and the marathon doesn't really respect what you want. So um, Under three hours, there's no pacer, is there? So you're basically much like at your the the will of the god sort of thing and hoping that you can pace own, it. Yeah. because it's it is so easy to lose the pacer if i hadn't had the pacer at brisbane marathon i would have gone oh maybe i'm doing all right because you're going to get some water and everything else you realize you lose a bit of time and then before you know it you've got 20 30 meters um and if you're not concentrating that could quite easily go it's funny you say that because um i think it might, must be because me and avi have done so many marathon runs together at the same pace we we're both at the start. We're like, oh, we'd like to get sub two forty five, but we'll just settle into a pace where we're comfortable, so we don't push it, don't get too caught up in the pace of it all. And we just comfortably ended up sitting at two forty three forty six pace, and then we had a bus at the start of us with like fifty blokes, and um, wow. we yeah. got to twenty or twenty five k. I remember some of the someone in the crowd were like, oh, your paces are doing a good job, and we're like, we're not pacing. <laughs> And then the guys behind us, we got through one nineteen fifty seven on twenty one point one k. Shit's perfect. And Arby's yeah. got a heap of messages, and there's a couple of other guys of messages and said thanks. I'm like, we weren't even pacing it; we were just going, and that was just to come. That's just what we ended up at. Mm. Um, but yeah, I would have liked to have continued, but the legs had other ideas at twenty nine k. The calves gave in, so but um, unbelievable day. It was pretty difficult conditions, though, wasn't it? Like I reckon the heat definitely affected me like all the guys from melbourne that i've like sort of follow online were all complaining about how hot it was and mm. yeah it's definitely more humid and the last 5k mentally with the wind was obviously you're struggling anyway but that um that made it a fair bit harder i think it'd be interesting to see if they did a like a survey of everyone that did not finish or you know like passed out, went to hospital, what their cause of it was. Was it hyponatremia? Was it electrolyte imbalance? Uh, I'd be interested to see what what the general census was. What are these people, you know, is it because of cramping, which probably electrolyte imbalance or lack of water or just muscle fatigue? It'd be interesting to see what, you know, how many percentage of us. I think uh, there's too many variables and it's too easy to identify one thing that you think, like, I would say the vast majority would be we get the, you can get the pacing off maybe two or three seconds off and you're gone yeah. and then you might cramp up and then you think oh geez I should have had one more gel but it could just be in your preparation and you've just gone slightly mm. too hard or there's people that turn up and don't do the case and then they think oh yeah. it's because I only had three gels or I drank too much water that was well, that was marginal but it's it's the train just, you don't know hey like and that's mm. the beauty of it is you get to the amount of people got the thirty eight k comfortably and then just went busted like and yeah. the cool thing is, is having those stories afterwards and think oh yeah next next time it's going to be better may not be but <laughs> yeah it might not be <laughs> could be worse is that um, ever happened to you chris have you ever had a dnf at a marathon i was saying that to rv today i've never had i've only had four i've only raced four gold coasts yeah and i think probably i don't know if it's a fault of mine is i to try and be too meticulous with my my preparation, like this one, I, I prepared, started preparing like six months beforehand. I started, I was even doing marathon runs in February to try and get it down pat. 
But mm. I think I, where I went wrong is I overprepared and I got too fit too early. Then I started getting niggles. But mm. on the day I wanted to run 243s to get under 239. But I knew that with the issues that I had, I'm like, no, I've got to dial it back and just survive it. And my goal was then possibly get a PB, but to be finishing with a smile when I went past the missus because she's had to put up with me for so much time. Like, I'm like, I don't want to be going past her thinking like death and then be hating myself at the end. Yeah. So that's why I went so conservative and I got a time which was like a B time, but I was still happy with it. So I don't know. I'd probably go a bit conservative that I've never had a DNF. I don't want to get a DNF. I would yeah. like to push myself a little bit harder, but I just don't know if my body's going to allow that. Um, mm. And my my mum came all the way from the Sunshine Coast. She said if I DNF, she'd pretty much disown me. So, um, <laughs> it's three forty three average, right? You'd be going oh. through five k eighteen thirty five. 10k 37 10 you're going through the half in 118 25 man that's real it's flying but i i look at like yuki last year he busted his car at like 5k mm. that's a 208 runner and he did a 359 to finish and i reckon if it's good enough for him it's good enough for me yeah. i know that's difficult on the day and everyone's got their different issues it really depends on why you dnf we all have our different motivations and mm. Um, it would be hard though. Like it's hard to pull out for everyone. Um, it mm. may happen to me one day. I'm hoping it doesn't, uh, mainly cause I'm a tight ass and I want to spend 200 bucks to go to DNF, but <laughs> no metal, <laughs> no metal or t-shirt. I need that watermelon and banana to pay yeah, the t-shirt. You get the thing, you get the t-shirt, don't you? you just don't get in the middle. No, no, you, you DNF, but I don't think you get it yeah, because it's a finishes t-shirt. Oh, is it? Well, yeah. Flannery's got one in there or just someone pissing around with that, with that photo? Oh, yeah, I think his wife made that for him. Um, <laughs> he, he put in a did not before the finishing bit, like photoshopped it in. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, I do feel sorry for the guys. Like Flannery had the hip issue. Anthony had the hip issue. Obviously, um, Andy had some GI stuff. Like, But I also, um, like, RV didn't go well for him, but I was super impressed that he just had a crack. Like, yeah. I don't have the balls to go to just have a crack. And did he finish? Did Alvy yeah, finish? Yeah, yeah, he got he did get his PB, finished. but he ran two fifty one, which is a great effort. And he like the just had dug so deep to finish. Yeah. Um and yeah, we focus so much on the time, but you just gotta think about the whole the whole event and what you've learned from it. And like he would have learned heaps from that going forward. And I've learned every single time. So the time's great, but if it doesn't work out, it's not necessarily what you've done or any real variable. It's just it hasn't worked out on the day and you just got exactly. yeah. to be happy with the effort. Um, yeah. Plus he'd been injured, hadn't he? Like he'd missed a bit of training in the lead up. Yeah. Yeah. But like, yeah. Um, I reckon a lot of us, we get there and we're just hanging on by a thread, which you sort of have to, you got to go to the edge, but yeah, everyone's got the same sort of story at the end. And that's yeah. the beauty of it. We're all just, oh yeah, how'd you go? How'd you go? Ah, oh, died at 38, died at 34. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's why it's so much better than every other race. Cause every other race you can be fit for a 21, a 10 or a five. And there's not many unknowns, you know, at the end, oh, shit, I probably should have done this in the lead up or, you know, you're going to get within a couple of seconds or minute within your PB, but your legs aren't going to bust really. Like you're not going to get that GI or your glycogen issues potentially. Cause you don't really need, even need to use a car, um, use gels for a half. So um, yeah. But yeah, it was cool just listening to everyone and sharing that experience that 
I went to the well, I almost died, but I survived type story. Yeah, yeah. And then everyone's so like, like, yeah, I, fucking, I felt like shit, but I can't wait for next year. Like that. Even just to get to the start line with no serious injuries, no sickness, with nothing else have gone wrong. Like that's it's so hard in itself. Eh? Like there's so many things that can just Man, go wrong. I was I walking around, I made sure I had shoes on it. When I was at my friend's house, Dan, when I went to the toilet in the middle of the night, when I came back, I was doing a little shuffle walk, like, cause I didn't want to bang my toe on something. I wasn't expecting, you know, like you just yeah. bust your toe. In so the I was dark. Like, thinking about like two inch step each time, like duh, 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 just to be careful. I didn't kick anything or, you know, like it's, 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 uh, yeah. When you're talking to people that have never done a marathon before, like little things, like I talked to some of my guys that are coaches, little, little things like making sure you, you get your bathroom routine, right? You'd put the average, the rookie don't, they don't really think about that. Like I got nervous because the three of the toilets were busted at the start and there was 30 people. I'm like, I'm not going to be able to, yeah. that's my routine. And I'm like, oh crap, I don't want to get to 21K and have a two minute stop. Fuck it, yeah. it didn't happen, but. That sort of stuff matters and it can and it can ruin your race. Yeah, 100%. That doesn't happen in a 10K. No, Matilda, Matilda was uh, really motivated to run. She was thinking, oh, maybe I could do a marathon one day. But then because the person died and there's so many people dropping dropping out or passing out and stuff, it sort of put her off a bit. But I said, oh, you should still, you know, it's like you might be thinking two years down the line, you think, oh, God, I can't wait two years to run a marathon. I'm not even going to think about it. But I said, well, if you don't think of start planning now, then in a year's time, you'll still be two years away. So that's three years from now. So I said, if you start doing the Ks, it's whether or not with those schedule work schedules, she'd be able to get in like 70K a week. Um, but, uh, you know, I suppose it's just, so the half marathon works out quite well for her. She's keen to like, yeah, she's looking at the list. Oh, which when's the next one? When can I do another one? You know, which is good. That's at least that's motivation to think, right. Okay. And then you get some people like, okay, well, like big Chris would be like, okay, well, I know I need to work on some things now in preparation for my next one. Um, I've even, you know, like I've found some small tweaks that I can do and some change in, in plans, more tempo running and stuff. And you're probably saying for yourself, Steve, you're going, right. Okay. I, I might make change this, do this, um, for the next one. So, um, yeah, I think you can, you'd always, you can always look at, improving can't you and making some yeah. some changes whatever distance you decide you want to stay at at the moment Mate, the elites do the same thing look at brett robertson having those stitches yeah. like the few ones like and he was like and still trying to figure it out i think i heard ben st lawrence saying he had cramping issues like even the top guys are still trying to figure it out and still trying to get that perfect run and i don't know if anyone gets them but like kipchoge um, um boston was uh, in trouble, wasn't it? You know, but still finished when it carried on and finished. But yeah, he um he was looking good, and then all of a sudden lost it. So yeah, now everyone's going to have a great day. I often wonder, you know, like traveling abroad, and then you know, like even the food's just a little bit different. Like this, I just reckon that would make it a lot harder. Like you know, eating strange food, and the water always tastes a bit different. Like even the bottled water tastes a bit strange. Like tap water, bottled water, yeah. you don't what you want to risk. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think it like a Boston or a New York would be cool, but I know how neurotic and anxious I get just for Gold Coast and I can't sleep and I'm bloody hard to be around. If I was going to Boston, I'd just ruin the holiday. Eh? My yeah. missus would divorce me before you went Boston. <laughs> just go on your own. 
Well, talking about your running um, like journey, Chris, you actually, you actually trained with Peter Null, who's a, who was a guest on here. Um, how did you get started running? Was it at high school? Uh, uh, primary school, late primary oh, school. Shit. Uh, Real early. Yeah, no, I used to play soccer when I was younger. I'm uh, just a super competitive kid, just wanted to beat everyone and everything. So I um, did okay at my little Catholic school and loved running. I saw little Ace when, when we moved to Caloundra. It's, it's funny, your parents have to take you everywhere these days, but I took myself down to Calandra High. They did little A's there on a Saturday afternoon. Just loved every minute of it, doing all the bloody, I think I might still have the 700-meter walk record at Calandra uh, Athletics. Shit, cool. <laughs> uh, like um, race walking. Yeah, yeah, race walking. Oh, shit. Uh, I just, as that type of kid though, I just wanted to beat everyone. I even like I was what, 20 kilos and still wanted to win the shot put. <laughs> um, Couldn't even pick it up. So oh. I would recommend any parent that has kids that are a little competitive, get them into little A's. It is the best thing ever. Uh, it's so fun. You get to do all, five different events every Saturday afternoon, but yeah, did all that. Then was getting pumped at zones and that. And, um, went to high school, got pumped in year eight and the 800 and because all the footy boys were super fit, a bigger school, um, but then just kept on training. Luckily, in early high school, my maths teacher wanted to get into um, proper accredited running, so he gave me a like. I, I still sort of take it for granted how lucky I was because he he did like a nutrition plan and a, a proper running folder, like six months plan for me, which I didn't really do, but it was appreciated. But um, he ended up being um, Australian uh, school sports. Uh, athletics coach after wow. I left school, but he gave me a bit of a structured plan. But I also did um, junk mail around Calandra. I don't know if you've seen, remember, uh, see what Kings Beach, but it's all hills. So, oh, like the pamphlets, pamphlets. Yeah, so I yeah. have sixteen hundred pamphlets. I used to, I used to time myself, do like a fartlek, and I didn't think it was training at the time, but I think that was the vast majority of my yeah. base building. But yeah, it's more that I just kept on doing it. And then by year twelve, I uh, got my first state medal in um, the 5k and the uh, steeplechase, 2k steeplechase, made it to nationals, got a got a bronze, luckily enough, that year at Canberra, 98. Um, shit, so you got a bronze medal at the nationals. Yeah, yeah. The, wow, uh, shit, the man, that's steeplechase awesome. And, yep. But then I um, went to uni, that's where I started training in the same squad as Peter Noel. I don't really think I was, he wouldn't remember who I was because I was just one of the one of the guys hanging on. Yeah. Courtney Atkinson was running at the time. Alistair Stevenson, he almost made the Olympics for the 1500. But yeah, once you get such a big jump from junior to, to, to open. So we were running with Pat Clahesse. He used to train Deeks, I think. But I went from 30 Ks a week, just intervals to like 100 K. Oh, shit. Uh, and when you're 18 and all your mates are getting on the piss and you're 48 kilos ringing wet. None of the birds were really chasing me down at the time. Yeah. So I had six months of that, got the ass of it. I'm like, the athletics life is not for me. Hey. <laughs> um yeah. uh, but yeah, yeah. So that was that was the first athletics journey, I suppose. Then I um tried to become elite um at the uh club scene yeah. for a few years. Familiar story. Yeah, yeah, enjoyed enjoyed that life probably a little bit too much. Then um Try to get a sponsorship by Doritos and Ice Break for another 10 years. <laughs> oh, Ice Breaks. Oh, yeah. God. Uh, 
It's yeah, Full I got sugar. Eh? I got some oh. sweet, sweet before photos. There's a photo that I was looking at the other day for inspiration at a wedding in 2014 where I look like I um, ate a basketball. Eh? <laughs> um, my brother didn't even recognize him. My kids didn't even recognize me when they looked at that. I'm like, oh, is that no, you? It's, it's funny we're talking about before how people just say, Oh, yeah, you're built like that. Running's easy to you, but it wasn't. Hey, like, what do you reckon you weighed at your worst? Ah, uh, it doesn't sound like much, but I don't carry weight very well. I um, I got to seventy nine kilos, but I sit around fifty nine now. Yeah, that's big for um, your and frame. I remember, mum was patting me gut, and mum's like, your mum usually leaves it alone. So when she started patting my gut, and I think the turning one of the turning points, obviously, uh, there's a bit of a story with mental health, but uh, I went to DFO. And I was always an athlete, so I was always small. And I got my first suit in 20 years. And um, I'm like, oh, I'll get a slim fit on. <laughs> I couldn't get the buttons across. And the chick's oh. like, oh, I don't think a slim fit's for you, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Um, but, yeah, I had some pretty serious depression issues back then too, just just kicking rocks most days. And uh, I suppose getting out of that, one of my staff members at work, he died. He was only 35. And I, at the time I was like, oh man, I'm going that way. Like, uh, that was just an, that was a freak accident. What happened to him? But it's yeah. still, I was thinking, shit, I'm 33 now and I'm kicking rocks. What am I doing? Yeah. So yeah, started to try and run, made it. I think I had a, a loop and I think like everyone that gets back into running, they, um, or gets into running, they try to run as hard as they can every single day. <laughs> so I had a loop, a 2k loop. And I think it took me three months to make 10 minutes and then, yeah, uh, Six months in or whatever it was, I thought, oh, yeah, I'll try this park run thing. Um, met the boys at Striders, Peter Lewis. He was, I couldn't keep up with the 20-minute pacer. That was kicking me. remember seeing the, we got a photo of me, Paul, and oh, you would have seen it. Paul's way ahead. Um, Pete's still on the 20-minute pacer. I'm with Pete wearing Broncos boardies because I don't know I came back. Like, oh, that's oh, right. I've seen that one. Yeah, yeah. I didn't yeah. want to look like a one of those running wankers that wear the bloody split shorts. Yeah, and yeah. I remember sister had a Garmin watch and I'm like, nah, I'm not wearing one of those. I'm not going to look like one of those wankers that wears a freaking watch. I, I grew up with a Casio. That's I'm going to wear one of those. Like, and then um, Old school stopwatch. I was getting pumped. I remember I was running with um, Peter Lewis and um, uh, Brad. Lacey is Lacey. It? Yeah, yeah, Brad Lacey. He's moved to Canada now. And they were talking, they were cruising out as an I'm struggling there on the 20 minute pace. So I think Brad was beating me with a pram. And they were like, Oh, yeah, we're doing 35 tomorrow. And I turned to Pete. I'm like, Oh, 35? You run 35 minutes? They're like, no, nah, 35K. I'm like, You guys are crazy. <laughs> yes. But yeah, Brad uh, was like, Oh, yeah, you should do some, see some intervals. I'm like, Oh, because I didn't have names for stuff back in high school. The, the coach would just tell me to do. Five eight hundreds or ten four hundreds. They didn't call it intervals. Yeah. You didn't know what yep. pace you're running. You just run as hard as you can. And Brad's like, "Oh yeah, you should do intervals." I'm like, "What? What are intervals?" When I've come back into running, because my story is pretty much exactly the same as yours. Like I was like, "Tempo? What's tempo like running? You know, what's threshold? Like yeah. all these new words that I'd never heard of. I thought I knew running because of all the coaching and that I had as a kid, but it was all these strange new words like." Didn't make any sense, but yeah, so I totally get you there. And then what did you just get, start training with all the boys? Yeah, I started with, um, I turned up, I suppose with Parkrun, um, talking about Parkrun, and I suppose I met Andy there as well, which is a, bit, a big inspiration because one of my biggest 
goals, I suppose, firstly, was not to be beaten by a pram. <laughs> Secondly, go sub 20. Then to uh, then it was to see Andy at the finishing line at Champside Park Run. You know, you go over the hill. Yeah. I'd never see him finish because he was so far ahead of me. He's always done shit. Eventually, okay. I'm like, oh, yeah. And when I saw him finish, I'm like, yeah, I'm getting better here. I might actually win one of these if he doesn't turn up. One day he didn't turn up and I got my win. I'm like, yes. I, I, can, I can retire here now. Yeah. But then I, uh, I think Pete must have uh, invited me to Striders and, yeah, started going there on a Tuesday night with uh, Anthony. Anthony, I met Anthony that first night and we were running. I think he said we were doing 5-1K. I think it was 5-1K with, with two-minute rest. It was every Tuesday and we just you just run the lights out. Uh, your second After your second effort, you've got nothing left. I think that night we were like, oh, we'll try and get 350s. And I think I did a 345 and I thought I was Usain Bolt. <laughs> Shit. And you just run a marathon at that pace? Yeah. But, yeah, that carried on for six months or a year or whatever, doing Tuesday nights, doing 5 by one k with two-minute rest and just absolutely annihilating yourself and then getting home and waiting for Strava comments because you did like a 327 or a 330 or whatever. Be completely busted for the rest of the week. Doing my easy runs at like 415s. Uh, thinking I'm super fit, but then I get to a park run and be able to barely better move my legs. Yeah. Just so good. And everyone seems to have that same story. They're just trying to run as hard as they can, never recover. I think I should have listened to him. Um, but Stan Fetting, when we first started, was like, oh, you guys need to run slower, eh? Like you need to run like lower than five-minute pace. You need to recover properly. And I'm like, at the time it sounds bad, but he was over 50 or whatever. I'm like, I'm not listening to an old guy. He wouldn't know it, but I'm not going to run slow so I can run fast. It's funny. That's exactly what I tell the guys that I coach. I'm like, you got to recover from your efforts. But back then I'm like, nah, stuff that. Um, But yeah, then just, um, yeah, sub 17s and that. And I think like talking to Paul, because Paul used to run with us a lot too. And we had the, we've had similar goals. He's obviously run faster than me, but we're sort of close on some on on any given day. We had a similar journey and just being running nerds, just try to investigate stuff and be pod, got onto podcasts, IRB and tried to learn and just it's picked up from there. Just gone trying to read as much as I can and I've changed my running the way that I've run so many different times um, over the years, just trying to refine. I'm still trying to refine it now. So what's your quickest 5K time now? Uh, 1540. That was oh, it. Speedy shit. last year. I got massive FOMO this year. I uh, would have liked to have run it, but uh, the legs weren't playing the game. But yeah, I'm hoping that I'm hoping there might be a, a sub fifteen forty in there. Maybe I don't know forty two this year. So planning this year to to go back into track. Uh, oh, that's what I was just going to say. Yeah, track season. Yeah, I want to get one of those old man medals. But yeah, I've um, I love track and. Uh, there's nothing that beats a good race, as you, which you don't get road racing. And we're always going for PBs and time trials. And there's nothing that can get that feeling of that nerves when you get to the start line. And I mean, with masters, smell of the track. Oh, I yeah. like, oh it's awesome. You can't, I, I went to QSAC the other day and, and did a training session and just because I did all the state titles there and that, and it all comes flooding back. You get your your butterflies in your stomach. Yeah. Like the call room. Yeah, it, 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 I've always been. I had a much softer spot for the track, but obviously it's it's just uh, it's not really guys our age don't really do much of that. So, but I, I want to get back into that. So I want to get back into fully look into the the strength side of things to get the power and 
my sprint back in the legs, maybe some fast 200s and, and yeah, I'm hoping that also getting back into track will um, get my speed back will, will help with possibly going for a quicker 5K and make all the rest of the, the runs just feel a lot easier. Coaching's helped to um, to start thinking about it a different way. When you talk about co- best thing about coaching, I get to talk about running all the time. When you're talking about running, you're learning different things from everyone all the time. So that's where I'm going towards now. Like with my own journey is getting into track and, and just seeing if I could maybe get some incremental improvement, which it may not come. I'm pretty realistic. I'm on the wrong side of 40 now. So I know there's some guys out there that are still killing it. Yeah, um, there's so many local, like older guys that are running so quick. Yeah, I, I don't know if... I'm not sure if you want me to say his name, but one of the guys that is just absolutely smashing at his age is um, Rob Godino. I've never heard of him, Matt. Uh, he, guy? Uh, yeah, he runs with the Burt guys, and I think he's pretty sure he's over 50. And he ran last year just behind me at um, Kedron in the 1540s anyway. Wow. Um, yeah. Which is amazing. And it sort of gives me some hope too that, I mean, if a guy that's a, a fair bit older than me. 10 years older. He's able to yeah. hold it. And same as looking at someone like Andy Day, like what he's able yeah. to achieve and still absolutely braining it. Um, if you can't take care of your body, recover well and, and do the right stuff, and um, there is still some hope that I can keep it going and not just be an age-grade percentager. But if that happens, that happens. I just want to keep on running until I'm 60, 70, until I can't, until yeah. I can, can't stop. But, Longevity. Um, we'll see. See if the, the knees and everything will hold out, but... Did you ever run on the track, Nath? Yeah, mate. Yeah, I remember. Next year, next or next track season. When does track start? I'd love to. I'd love to get back on. I like on the track. Put my bikes on because you just feel the speed is just so much different. But I think the furthest I ever ran uh, when I was younger was fifteen hundred meters, and I remember at Crystal Palace, oh, I ran a few times and uh, like B string, whatever. And uh, yeah, you start at that bend. You know, like, don't you, for 300, and you do the 300 meters, then you go, shit, I've got another three laps to go. But, um, yeah, I did um, I did a fair bit of uh, track stuff, and then I went to javelin, did a bit of shot put and high jump, did a bit of everything, didn't I? But, um, yeah. this, um, when the track season kicks off, we should all um, get out there and yeah, have some masters and have a, have a go. Yeah, I'd love yeah. to have a go. See what I could get 1,500 in, see if I could get under, oh, well, six minutes or something. You're going, that's going pretty quick. Yeah, the Bush Turkey boys had a bit of a track season this year. I got a bit of FOMO watching them because, yeah. yeah, a couple of them were braining it. Clive had a good, uh, a, a great season and he got, I think, nine flat over 3K, which is absolutely flying. And I think mm-hmm. that I still might have a nine, around a nine, or I'd love to go sub nine. But- I, I thought you broke nine minutes. when. Remember there was that season where me, you, Lewis, maybe Pat, run a few times i thought you went under nine or just under. no i did it i did a 9 11 i was uh, with me paul and lewis ran a queensland uh, c grade championships or whatever it was i was with lewis at the bell but he kicked away lewis is absolutely killing it that year him and paul yeah. went him and paul went we did a time trial at nudgy and him and paul yeah, both went that. under nine minutes yeah. so I'm, I'm hoping that there might be in the legs because um it's just uh, right, particularly when you run those QSAC events with the young kids. Most of mm. them are, are young enough to be be your own kids. Yeah. But when you're sitting in that pack and you're just racing, you're not thinking about your time. You're just racing it. It's the best feeling. Hey, uh, until well, you get dropped by everyone. But yeah, 
Mate, I think my when I trained with Derek back when, I think after I'd come back from Australia, or before I went, I was running, because kickboxing as well, and I did non, I did a non-score in eight hundred. I got two thirteen. That's, that's good. good going. So, yeah. I was in my twenties, you know, like it was twenty odd years ago. But um, yeah, I think that's me claim to fame with two thirteen point eight or something for the. What did you do in that time trial you where you and Lewis run? Yeah, did how he went out uh-huh. slapped the clap. He did a day. fifty-eight second first lap. Yeah. Uh, I did a two oh seven that day. Far out, that's good. Um, which I was pretty happy with, but I was training with an eight hundred meter runner, a real quick guy, a mate of mine, Dan Mellish, and he's going, he's still trying to get two sub two. I think he did a two oh two this year. And we were doing yes. four hundreds at whatever, sixty-four, and then a kick down um for six hundred efforts, and I was doing them around. 204 pace and feeling comfortable. So I was hoping that I'd get it's just, I got to the end of that after that 800 meter run. Like, like happens to, to me every single year. As soon as I get super fit, I get injured. So after that, I pretty much got injured. Um, I think it was after we did a three by one K with Lewis and Paul we did right, that, yeah. that championships. Yeah, yeah. I hit the skids after that. That was fun too. The, the state relays just to run like the clappers for one K. But yeah, yeah, I, I I think we focus so many on so much time on the long run, uh, on the marathon and the half marathon. You, you forget about all the fun little events you can do. I mean, you might not run a fun, a really quick eight hundred, but it's still cool experience. Yeah, definitely get you quicker just getting out to the track and competing. Hey, like it's not going to do you any harm as long as you don't actually do yourself some harm. <laughs> but you definitely get you faster. I reckon. I reckon running <laughs> a good five k definitely help your marathon. Of course, for sure. Well, you, you have to, if you want to run a fast marathon, you have to be quick over 5K. Look at the, the times they're doing over the marathon now. Like they're, they're doing splits, sub 14 splits in a marathon for 5K. Like, insane, eh? Um, you can't be slow. And it's not one of those, I'll finish my 5K career and I go to marathon anymore. It just helps. And it's just being economic and feeling comfortable. If you can run a, I don't know, a three-minute flat, a 15 minutes for, for 5K, you think about running the 320s. Will feel so much easier like jogging. Yeah, um, I'd love to have a good crack at a half marathon because I think the only proper half I did, I was well, I had pneumonia, didn't realise, and was like fucked up one fifty two. But I'd love to have a crack. I wonder if I could get one thirty. I'm going to do Sunshine Coast. That's like five weeks away. But isn't there a hill mate. in it? Isn't there a hill in it? Though? Yeah, but you sort <laughs> of get it over the over and done with in the first K. You don't it, notice it as much on the first K because you're so pumped. Um, it bites a little bit on the on when yeah. you come back around on the back on the back way, but yeah, it's. I think what I was talking to one of the guys I coached the other day. It's I suppose good and bad in a way that we we, we put that much emphasis on Gold Coast Marathon, but because it's in the middle of the season, sort of takes away a, a few other options to to uh, yeah. to target. Like once you've done that, you can't really do Gold Coast. You can't do Sunny Coast Marathon. You have to go to Melbourne. Melbourne's already sold out now. Yeah. Like it's harder to do, to turn around and do a hard, a hard half because you, you're still recovering from the marathon. You don't get as much of a build, but then also, but then you think about how awesome Gold Coast and you wouldn't want to miss it. So it's, it's really, it's a, it's a, it's a difficult balance. Eh? So coming sort of like more recent times now, you've started your own coaching um, business where you've got like, uh, you've got quite a few athletes now. Actually you've got some pretty, pretty quick guys as well. But your original sort of, what do you call him? Your crash test dummy? <laughs> My guinea pig. <laughs> Harvey Singh, who's a bloody top runner now. Like you sort of took him from 20-minute park run to 
16 minute park run like was was rv sort of like the start of you thinking man i can help more people with my uh, knowledge yeah definitely i've always uh i think all of us are the same i think the running communities uh so awesome like everyone is pretty humble and we all know how hard we need to work and everyone's so giving with information most of the time we always want to help out and i've always people that know me and talk to me about running know that I can talk all day about running. So if anyone asks me a question, whether it be at park run or anywhere, buddy at work, or even the other day when I was at heart sports, buying something, I think I was bashing some guy's ears off for half an hour about biomechanics or something. I think his eyes were rolling by the end of it, but I obviously used to do the Zilmere park run and Arby was there. I would paste, uh, I remember Sean, uh, he went to Strider's, I don't know if you remember him, but I was pacing him one day. Arby was behind us. and um, Like the older guy? No, younger guy. Younger guy. Oh, okay. Um, he went, he competed, I think, in a lot of Paralympic events. Oh, I've never met him. Yeah, he came to Striders for a little while. Great bloke. And I was pacing him one day for a 20-minute park run. And Arby, I think, finished just behind us. We just got to talking. I don't know how it ended up, but I'm like, oh, mate, you're local. I, I jog these days in the afternoon. He just started jogging with me and kept on jogging with me. <laughs> Uh, I'm like, well, I do these sessions now. You're probably not up to the sessions that I'm doing. Yeah, just every day that we'd be talk, I'd be talking about we with the dynamic with me and Arby, I would talk for an hour and he would say yes, no, yes, no, yes, no. And I think we'd have a good dialogue. <laughs> um, but it was good for me because I had a sounding board about all my running theories and what I'd ever learned on IRP or what I'd I'd read on bloody 80, 20 running or whatever it was. So it was an awesome experience for me. And also I had company at the time as well. So, and then he, we started talking and he just tell me about what he wanted to run. And I tell him about the things that I've done wrong and what experience I've had and this, do this and try and control his weekly volume and his intensity in sessions. It wasn't like I gave him a plan or anything, but he was running with me every day. So I'd be like, Oh, tomorrow you can do this. Yeah. And yeah, it just developed over time and he, is incredibly uh, talented, I suppose, potential-wise. Yeah. And he's also able to handle huge volume, which is, is I think, is exceptionally rare. So he, he was a hyper-responder to everything we were able to do, and he got up to big Ks pretty early, which helped a lot as well. Um, and I saw his development pretty early on. He got over 100 Ks pretty early in the piece, and we just adjusted his goals, I suppose, along the way. It was easier, like I said, I could respond straight away because I'm like, he's running with me that afternoon. He's got an eagle or he's struggling on a session. I'm like, oh, we'll do this this week. And oh, if you want to do this, you want to target this time, we'll do it at this pace or whatever. When you're only having one client, or well, not client, but when you only got one person to focus on, you can. it's it's an awesome experience. So I suppose I don't even know what the uh, initial goals were. We were just progressively, obviously got faster, got more volume over time. Initially, I told him he had no chance of doing a um, a marathon. I think it was in he started in two thousand and twenty or whatever, and I initially said two years until you do a marathon. And I think it was that next July we got to the end of the year. I'm like, mate, you're holding one hundred thirty k's a week. So then we're like, oh, well. so he's regularly running one hundred and thirty k a week. I don't know about it was regularly, but he was able to get up to close yeah. to that. Uh, he he'd be able to tell you because he keeps a journal. <laughs> he's got every. This is just super cool. I'd like to see it. But he keeps like every session that we'd ever done and, and like thoughts on it. So cool to have that or that to look back on. So I'm probably wrong. I've probably got some of the stats wrong, but it got to a point where he'd run whatever time it was over the half or whatever it was. I'm like, Oh yeah, I reckon you could target this. And I reckon on your volume and on where you're at, we could go sub three. 
So that was that sub three that yeah. his first marathon at Sandgate that day. Uh, you guys paced him and he went 258 or whatever it was, or 257. And then straight after that, I'm like, if you can handle that, the next year we're going to go 248. So then we started his plan straight away. And he ran for me with me for another year. Um, I think by the end of that year, also uh, details sort of, I don't write anything down. So, but by the end of that year, I think we were close to sub, I think I paced him to him. His first, it was wind assisted, uh, sub 17. Uh, Might have been by December that year. Uh, yeah, just steamrolled down to 34 and a half for the J to J and yeah, got 247 for that second Gold Coast Marathon. Second marathon. And then I got okay. real ambitious and I'm like, mate, I reckon you could go sub 240. <laughs> third marathon, third, three years of training. It was a bit ambitious, but just knowing how much he could handle volume wise, I'm like, we're going to have a crack here, change the process. And I tried to do a bit of a three session a week, changed it up a little bit with him. He was responding okay, but it started this year because I stopped running with him because I set him a different plan. It was just difficult doing 100 up to 150 k's by himself. Wasn't getting the um the the, the progression that I thought that, that he probably should at the time, and and I, I suppose it's what we we all can probably um relate to with running by yourself all the time. It can be a bit of a grind. So, Boring, eh? Yeah. So I'm like, oh mate. The, the most important part about running is being in the right mental space and it seemed like he was grinding out a lot of the time. So I'm like, oh, we got to find a group. Initially, I suggested Bert and then it was a bit too fast. So the boys, Clive and that, he started running with them this year. Um, I still obviously, because uh, I'm not backward and giving advice, we're always talking every day, every day on Messenger and if he's got anything he wants to ask or even if he if uh, if he doesn't have anything to ask and I, I've got an opinion then. I, I like to give unsolicited advice as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we're just mates. Now, the best thing about it is he improved. I got confidence to coach. Start, I suppose going back to my coaching journey, uh, when he did the 248, I thought, well, this is working. I'll, I'll be able to provide a, a plan. He's not injured. He's improved really well. I might give it a crack. And we talked about that at Gold Coast. I had a, a mate from work that was taught, was um, was getting into it. He still runs me, Russell. He ran awesome this year. Got a 41-minute PB on the marathon. I had him as a client, but then RV was kind enough to find me uh, a couple of other guys. Khan, uh, he did super well this year too. Great guy. Uh, Wally, I don't know. You guys might have met Wally at Sandgate. Who's the guy that broke 17 minutes at um, the speed week? Uh, Nick was my new, my newest, uh, well, my newest client. Nick has been with me for seven weeks. Oh, no, sorry. Also bad with details. Three, he's up to his fourth plan now. So they're monthly plans. So at three months now. Um, and he was at, I think his PB was 1736 when he came on with me. And I thought, oh, yeah, maybe in three or four months, we might be able to get you sub 17. Prescribed a few track sessions for him and he just brained it. Just a really fast guy. Yeah, I didn't expect, I don't think he expected a 36 second PB at Speedy Park Run. But, but yeah, super talented. Heaps of potential to do that so quickly hyper responder so yeah rv actually referred me to nick too which i'm very grateful for and nick is is a top guy and super motivated nick's got a friend uh miranda who i'm giving her first plan um today and she's super passionate too um we all got our, our like i suppose the the running journey is continuing with me and the the biggest thing i've taken about uh, away from it um since i started is um trying to uh, allow people to experience what we experience as runners. 
and buzz that you get. I think one of the big things that I'm stoked about, obviously with Arvi, is I'm becoming mates with the guy, but also like he went from a guy that ran occasionally to now running is his life and he lives for it. And yeah. it's just such a positive, just massive positive benefit to every aspect of life. And that's what I, with everyone I, I take on, I couldn't care less what your, what your PBs are or what your times are. Obviously you want to focus on them, but it's just those small benefits that you get. So my goal is with everyone I take on, it may sound a bit wanky or whatever is we want to have a long bow. We want to start and just get that initial progression. And but the ultimate goal is you want to be running in five years. You want to be um, getting a buzz out of it, talking about running all the time. And not, not a, you don't have to be as obsessive as I am or the next guy is or whatever it is, but just that thing that you look forward to all the time. Yeah. And I just find that the benefits for me, which I, I'm hoping some of the guys are getting, is that you can run a marathon or you can do a training program little things in life just become a lot easier. That's what I've got. And that's what I'm trying to trying to pass on to all the guys that I coach. And I don't, I don't might help in a small way or whatever, but I'm loving the journey and there's a lot of details in it. And I'm trying to trying to learn every day doing courses and stuff with the actual running details as part of it. But the overall goal is just, um, just to get people stoked about it and continue to be stoked about it. Man, I reckon that like for what, running has done for my mental health like just having goals and just something to be looking forward to other than just normal day-to-day life like that's why i'm so keen to get everyone else into it not it's not that i'm like i want to see people out there just killing themselves running all the time but i just know how much it's done for me like for my mental health you could do the same for everyone it's just such a great sport for that isn't it like really Steve. changed my changed my attitude I, t- I was really amazed once and it's funny because like you know i have so many hobbies and interests i was talking to a receptionist at a doctor's surgery and i said oh you know if i, if I won the lottery you wouldn't see me again like she goes oh she goes some yeah but there's only so much shopping you could do i'd have to go back to work because i'd be bored and i thought oh you've been brainwashed like you've either been brainwashed that you should be working or you've you've you just don't have any extracurricular activities, any interests, any hobbies uh that you do. And I thought, wow, that's really sad to think that you'd have to go back to work because you'd be bored. Yeah. Yeah. So you had 10, 20, 30 million, you'd have to go back to work. And I was it, like, wow. It's, it's funny you say that. And it's that purpose thing about the running too. And you you say you talk about hey, the mental benefits that we all get from it and we just want to tell everyone. And I think that's a bad habit. I don't know if it's a bad habit of mine, but because I'm so passionate about it, it feels like a Tony Robbins moment or a, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, and totally. it just feels like sometimes you're trying to sell Amway. Like I said, that's a Nick. Yesterday. <laughs> like, oh, like he asked me one simple question about something. And then half an hour later, I'm almost at my answer. Yeah. yeah. Um, like uh, mate, Billy today, he just had a simple training question for me. And I'm like, oh, mate, it's going to take me forever to type it. How about you just call me and we'll have a quick chat? And that quick chat was an hour. And I'm like, and I, and I, and when he had to cut me off because he had something to do and I was still halfway through my spiel. I'm like, I don't know. I think it's just, it's awesome to have a passion about something, something you can just yeah. wake up to do and you just love. Like, and I talk about mates that, that work all the time, like you said, just get caught up in that daily rut where when you're an adult, you don't look forward to things anymore. 
like when you're a kid, you get mm. excited about every Friday after like you get excited about a TV show or a video game or and it going to the park running around with your mates. When you're an adult, you just you think you can't get excited about stuff. But we get excited yeah. about a speedy park run or like and the the lead up to marathon, like I just love every minute of it, eh? Like your long runs, running yeah. with mates, giving each other shit, like yeah. discussing what you'd like. I don't know. And I, I just, if someone could just, I mean, I'm a bit obsessive, but if someone could get like 5% of the stoke that I have just to benefit themselves a little bit, like it, it's just, I, it's changed my life, but yeah. sometimes I sound like I'm, I'm trying to sell snake oil or whatever, or magic beans or whatever. But... <laughs> no, 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 not exactly how you, what you're saying there, because I <laughs> sometimes like, you know, my mates on the Sunshine Coast are like, oh, man, you know, you got to try running. It's so good for you. And you and and you can sort of see in their eyes they're just thinking like, what are you on You're about, mad. mate? Like they just don't get mad. it, and you just have to think, oh, mate, it's not worth it. Just leave them alone. Like, yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, it's it's probably my personality. But before I got into running, I discovered it also sounds so wanky. I discovered mindfulness, and you know that all that Instagram stuff, and and Tony Robbins, and it all just hit me, and then. Every single second person I would talk to, I'd be telling them about this discovery or whatever. Got to change your mindset. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Being present and all those wacky quotes, like, I don't know, all the stuff, all the hashtags. And I was living It's true though, isn't it? (laughs) It's so true. It's like with the, with when you read Ant Middleton's book, uh, Zero Negativity. And some people go, it just pisses them off when he's so positive about everything. You know, if he fell over and broke his leg, He's like, he would be positive about it because he'd go, oh, well, I would have learned I shouldn't have done this and this, and now it's going to put me in a position where I have to think, not, oh, my God, this is, oh, I can't do anything now. I've just got to sit around. It goes, okay, you've got to adapt, and what am I going to be able to learn? What positive can I take out of that? And that's something that I've always talked about when, uh, you know, my partner might say, oh, no, this one, oh, my legs are going to hurt. Oh, dude, what am I going to do about this? So you just, all of a sudden you're thinking, you've got to think, you've got to just flick it. And for some people, it's easy to do, but for other people, it's easy to get set into that. You know, I get drawn into it as well. I can get drawn into that, that negative and, monster. And, negative, yeah, it's tough because you, know? you need to find it yourself too. You can't tell yeah. someone to think a certain way. They need to, they need to discover it, and it was a big journey yeah. for me. Um, yeah. And it, it seems so easy, and I think it's easy. Say you watch like a Tony Robbins clip or whatever, and he's saying something. For me, it's just hyper common sense. I'm like all of them are the same because I understand it. I'm living, I'm trying to live it. But if if you don't, if you're stuck in whatever whatever journey you're on and you don't get it, you, you'll just won't get it until it clicks for yourself. Um, and that's what I like so much about running is the internal journey that you have. No external factors are going to make you run faster. It's not going to get up. You, you you've got to get yourself up in the morning. But yeah, yeah. Uh, I um I sometimes I just got to let other people speak. I suppose. But... <laughs> Well, I've got a good question for you. Like you've got you got RV to run some bloody um really quick times over five K. Most of the people that are listening are probably park runners and five, ten, half marathon runners, possibly marathoners. But just say for like park runners, like you've got that guy before who's run a 30 something second PB, broke 17 minutes. What do you reckon is the like the key factor to make that jump in time, you know, like from say 18 into the 16s and. Well, I think my journey to 17, because I'm, I think I'm a fast twitch runner. 
like a long way before I did 17, I'd start doing track with Andy down at, down at Nudgee. I think I got down to like a 20, 26 high for 200. So I had the speed, but I just couldn't get it together. Maintain to, it. For, for the 5K. Yeah. And I think that's been my problem. I, I, I haven't fully nailed it for my own running. The, the first couple of years were delayed because I was running too hard too often. I think um, there's no, there's different sessions and whatnot. I tried to with, with Nick because he had a, had a decent base behind him um, and we knew what his goal was. I started, it's the first time that I've actually done really race, like at least one, one session, which is really race specific. So you, you, um, the, the main session that I do with race specific for the 5k, I mean, this is talking about, you, you need, you also need the volume in your legs. You need some base, you need some aerobic capacity already built up, but whatever time you're going at, you for, for a fast switch runner, you start with small reps at this, at race pace with potentially with longer recoveries then you bring in the recoveries and then eventually you work outwards. So one of the sessions specifically that I did with Nick was like three by 400, um, he was already really fit, so it's different, but three by 400 at 324s or 320s, which is sub 17 with 30 seconds rest. And I'm like, I'll set that as a first session. and see if you can handle that. Yes. Yeah, not then, a lot of rest, is it? Yeah. Yeah. Cause yeah. You, you, you draw back the rest. So it, it, it makes you control the efforts, but it's only on 400. So mentally you're able to get done, do three of those sets with like two minutes standing rest beforehand. Once I do that session, I'm like, oh yeah, you're able to run that quick. It's just drawing it out. So the next one would be three by 600, then three by eight. That's a new thing that I've discovered because I do a coaching scholar program from the US. Uh, they coach a, a high school athletes and that's one of the things that they do. We are talking about RV um, for 5K. And if you're a, like, he's a more of a slow twitch athlete, can handle distance, he can run all day. So his would be, you start at like a 1200 effort and then slowly bring down the pace. But yeah, that's just that's just a minor detail. But to get to whatever pace you're at, you need to be realistic on where you're at right now. And instead of being like I'm on eighteen, I want to get to seventeen. It's like I'm on eighteen, but I want to get to eighteen thirty. Yeah, yeah. Why do I need to get to eighteen forty? Well, I just need consistency. To be honest, it doesn't matter what the details are for sessions, as long as you do a majority of your running easy. Um, I suppose the standard seven day routine is doing a long run that helps with your aerobic development on a weekend. That's you can you can play around with that, which I'm doing now. You do a couple of couple of in couple of short, sharp, intense sessions. Try to get it close to race specific on what you want to do, or if you can't get it to race specific, sub threshold or at a speed where you can finish off the the session, I suppose. And yeah. then you it's just been and that's like a, a confirmation of where you're at. And they're like, well, next week I can progress and I can maybe do that a little bit quicker. But I think the 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 thing that we get wrong with um, the starting athletes is just we don't recover and we don't do things consistently. So if we, we run way too hard too quick and then we're out for three weeks because we got an eagle. So there's no real, there's no superset that you can give anyone. It's just try and get a couple of sessions in, try and get a long run in. If you do a session, make sure it's not trying to brain it every time and make sure you recover properly before your next one. And then in six months time, you might be running 15 minutes. Don't just chase that time always. It's just about that process. And yeah, I was super lucky with Nick that he responded really well. But I knew he was going to get there anyway because he had the pace. But my my thing was we're just going to have just progressive improvements and it might take three months, it might take six months. 
but as long as you're progressingly you're you're improving in little increments every week the time's not really important you're going to eventually get to that time um it's nice we always talk about all these big milestones but you need to a lot of the time they're just too far ahead you just need to focus on what you're doing right now and be like oh yeah I want to get to 17 minutes. I'm at 1825. I'll get there eventually and not just try and speed it up. Because if you try and speed it up, you just end up injured. But yeah, there's nothing special that I do. The only difference thing that I'm embracing right now is um, what Paul was talking about. I suppose last time you talked to Paul because he's a PT and he's, he's, he's heavily into strength and endurance, strength and conditioning. I'm doing a biomechanics course now. So discovering, I suppose, in more detail, the main muscles that we use, running efficiency, running economy, and trying to introduce that to my guy's plan because that is definitely a huge area that we neglect. Uh, we just want to run volume. We want to tell people how many Ks we run a week, but we don't think about what, how we're moving, whether it's efficient, whether it's economic. We don't think about whether we're using our cars, where we're towing off. Whether, like all of those, they are marginal gains, and I, I try to not put too much heavy emphasis on it because it's, it's pretty dense and runners just want to run. But if you can introduce just a little bit at a time, that's what I'm trying to do with the guys is put a, a little bit of focus on the cars, a little bit of focus on the quads just to get you strong and making run out. Like Paul used to say, get fit to run. We don't generally do that. We just want to run more yeah. and run fast, but we don't think of well, what can get me to run more and run fast is some of those basic drills that you do. And because all of us don't do it it's on such a, a low base, you just have to introduce a tiny bit and, I reckon most runners would hyper respond to that. So that's my journey at the moment is focusing on the biomechanics. Um, Yeah, it's, I'm probably not real articulate in explaining it in this format. That's why I talk for so long, but yeah, every day I'm just trying to learn a different thing. I tweak it and I I try it out myself before I put it in a plan. And if it works for me, like the other night, I spent most of the night doing ankle dorsiflexion and heel walks and, and calf seated calf raises and I'm like, Oh yeah, no, what does this, what does this activate? And it, it felt like a bit of a Frankenstein mad scientist thing, but he trudging up the hallway all night. <laughs> um, but then I'm like, Oh shit, no, this actually makes sense. Like I, I don't use, I don't tell off. I don't dorsiflex when I, um, uh, when I do the toe off and start up, I barely use my calves. I use way too much quad, that type of thing that we don't really think about. And that's what I'm trying to, introduce into the journey of the guys that I coach is and I try because I I really hate giving something someone that I don't understand so that's my journey at the moment because I had such a gap in strength and conditioning is I I, I um, enrolled in a course a biomechanics course and um, that's been the best thing ever so if anyone's interested mechanics of movement by um, Tom O'Halloran is the best thing that I've um, I've done in my running journey I think with it's just it's being a light bulb moment with understanding how the body works. Is that is that a book or is it like an online? No, he does. He's, a, he's got. He, it's his. He does a course, six week course, uh, mainly for physios. And I saw it. I'm like, oh, because he talks about running gait and running analysis. I'm like, I really want to understand about that. Like, what to do if you pronate? What to do? Like, because I got issues with my knees coming together. Like my my newest clients got ITB issues, and I could bring that to there was like eight physios in the group, and I'm like, guys, what do you think about this? And they were able to give me a remedy. Oh, well, you focus on your glute med, you focus on this and this and this. So it's huge about it. Like this whole strength thing is good for performance, but also injury prevention, which is a massive yes. issue for us. So yeah, when you asked me to come on today, 
I, I had all these hundred thousand thoughts that I've been thinking about all week. I'm like, ah, oh, it's just going to come as a bit of a ramble. So sorry about that. I, I don't have it very well structured, but no way, it's been good. But the main things with my runners is the best, the most important thing with all my runners is enjoying it. So life comes first because some of my guys have lots of kids, some of them have lots of work. Life comes first, so making a plan that they will do because I can put in a plan that looks perfect. But if, if no one's going to do it, there's no point giving it. Not not every client is an RV sing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was obviously yeah. uh, really, really uh, spoiled with RV. <laughs> um, yeah, do this, how high, jump how high, he'll do everything. I'm like, oh, yeah, that was awesome for me. But I've noticed that everyone else doesn't, isn't as obsessive as me. Um, we've got all our own issues. So firstly, it's got to fit around your life. You've got to be happy to do it. Happiness, if you're in the right mental space, you and you want to do it because I can't force them to do it. And then I try to fill in the gaps with obviously providing sessions that they can recover for that fit around their life, discovering things that they probably don't have the time to, to look at all the interest to look at the details, all the running nerd stuff that we look up. I suppose most runners probably don't really look into the biomechanics and that's one area that I'm getting a bit of an advantage for. And also years of experience of making all those mistakes running way too hard, like what we all do, the injuries that you get every year. But yeah, uh, so I'm loving the journey. Um, I'm hoping the guys are enjoying it. They got to stay at it. They all really enjoyed the marathon from what I've told. Nick got his big PB. I haven't been doing it for that long, but um, I'm hoping to continue it because yeah, it's uh, it's something that uh, I, I was talking to someone the other day and they say, oh, you know, that, that cliche, if you find something you love doing, you never work in a day. Well, I finally found something that I yeah. love doing and I could do for free. Yeah, we'll see where it leads, but uh, but yeah. That's like this podcast for us because we just talk so much shit anyway. Might as well record it. Yeah, well, I hope you've got good editing, mate, because I just rambled on there for like 20 (laughs) minutes. Everyone's just falling asleep right now. eh? That's one of the reasons we didn't, we started it, didn't we, Steve? Like we were saying, oh, God, we're talking like so much, we should just do it as a podcast. And that's how it sort of uh, got got going, didn't it? We're all sending like three minute voice messages on Facebook Messenger yeah. to each other. And I was like, man, we should just start a podcast. Well, um, you guys are really, you guys are really good. Like, and obviously you're refining it now, but when you message me, I was, I had all these notes that I wrote down and it all like in my head, my explanations about everything, my journey, it all made sense. It was so coherent. And then I get in, you ask me a simple question and it tells me 20 minutes to get to one point, but. <laughs> uh, it's mate, It was really good. And it's hard to talk on, like even though we're just like having a chat, you're sort of in the back of your mind, you know, it's being recorded. So you're sort of mm. thinking as you speak, as yeah, you're speaking. Yeah. Hey, the, like, the mind gets ahead. Of, yeah. I've yeah. Um, just, when you try to sound coherent, you sound less coherent. Yeah. Um, I don't know how many listeners you got, but I, I apologize for my rambling. Uh, it's oh, just right. what That's I good. do. I'm better at it. I think I'm better at a conversation one-on-one on a long run or on the phone, but still my quick chats take an hour and a half. <laughs> um, I think my one of my clients is a great guy, Russell. I'm pretty sure he doesn't pick up his phone now because uh, my last quick chat was like 90 minutes. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's just how I roll. I suppose I love it so much that I want everyone to to um yeah. to to hear it. But uh, um, it, uh, we should do a few rapid fire questions. Um, that uh, we, we always ask, but we we sometimes we treat wrong with them. So, um, favorite race shoe. Uh, vapor twos, the uh, next percents twos. Um, okay. 
Yeah. yeah. Uh, I've, I'm too much for tight ass to try too many of the other ones. I would say a close okay. second would be Endorphin 2s. I love those as well. They're an awesome session shoe. Uh, daily trainer? Uh, the uh, NASA shoes, the Invincibles. Okay. Yeah, yeah, nice. Yeah, I'm yeah. getting too old. I can't really use any others. Yeah, I'd like to try the, th- the Invincible 3. They look really nice. Yeah, I got one for 45 bucks at DFO, so I'm very price-oriented oh, okay. as well. So, well, Are they Invincible 2s? I think they're invisible, invincible twos. Yeah. 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 Um, what's your favorite race distance? Used to be 1500, but too old now have to be the marathon. Um, only because it's not just a race. It's just a full on experience. It's, yeah. it's, you talk about it for the, for a, you don't talk about a 5k for a whole week afterwards with everyone. Yeah. Um, it's a journey. eh? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so it's always going to be that. You don't, I also don't get addicted to 5Ks, but I reckon I'm addicted to marathon. Yeah. And uh, nutrition, what's your go-to? 90-second 90, 90 rices from Aldi every lunch. <laughs> do you mean race day nutrition? Race, race nutrition, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Race nutrition. I think I'm just too old school. Like I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll just stick to what was – uh, race day nutrition is the same as everyone, mate. I, um, I had six gels on race day and um tried to drink as as much as i i could with you, you mentioned hyponatremia which i've been yeah. looking into and just trying to avoid drinking too much which i think is a big probably a big error that we make we don't need to drink three liters of water during a marathon yeah just basic mate i i had lucky enough i had priority tables so i had the 250 mils at, at each of the the priority tables i think yeah. i was the last one coming through but um but that helped and yeah i just try to get as many of those gels in as possible mm-hmm. Which I'm not sure it helped, but I wouldn't want to do it without them. What sort yeah. of gels were they? Uh, like I said, I'm a cheapskate, so chemi- uh, chemist warehouse Endura gels, two dollars. Uh, I think I got them for dollar yeah. ninety five. They're not bad. I used to do them. No, they're okay. You know, they're pretty the thick. So some people ones, can't handle it. Yeah, the Coca Cola ones are brilliant. I uh, like and I used to, I, I, I did have um, flat Coke at the thirty k. Yeah. Which I used to do every year, but it was empty when I got to it. So I don't know what happened there. Oh, someone knocked it off. <laughs> someone might have knocked it off uh, or dropped it or whatever. Because yeah, I've I've done that. Like it's just that nice, that nice sweetness at the yeah. end of it. But like one it. one thing that uh, I used to give everyone crap about, and I thought it was just a placebo. It might still be, but it worked for me this year. Got cramping and the cramp. I got pretty bad calf cramping and that cramp fix. That gross bloody. Yeah. pickle gel or whatever it is oh, I had yeah. one of those and i think it actually helped this year um so they love them in the like i've seen them what's it um the french really tall utmb runner uh dehane i think his surname is he he does the pickles the big pickles they do it, the pickle juice they smash those they reckon they're great for you for like electrolyte balance mm. yeah i've i've always been skeptical about all that extra stuff um, but I was like, bugger it. My calves are dying here. It's not going to hurt me. I might as well try it. And I don't know whether it was a mental thing or whatever, but I definitely felt some benefit. And then I yep. started drinking that cramp fix. I think it was cramp fix in the black, in the black cups. So every single station, I would grab one of those and it seemed to calm down the cramp. So okay. I, I have no idea. Um, I'm probably going to try it next year cause it worked, but who knows? Yep. And uh, what's the session of the week you look forward to the most? What what run? Definitely the long run. 
I was doing How a long run. Uh, uh, on off season is two hours. Um, and I was doing them all at Bunya there for a while and loving that. Just run, running right. to your right to feel through the trails. Yeah. Um, unfortunately when I run at Bunya, I don't get as many takers to come with me, but, um, it's quite heavy, it? <laughs> tough run. but yeah, you can't beat, uh, the long run with the boys. Like, I don't know, some of them might not feel the same way about me. I can get a bit, <laughs> I can get a bit too chatty sometimes on a long run, a bit, a bit irreverent sometimes, but I just doing the marathon runs with the bush Turkey boys and that, and even with Steve back in the day, running the clear, clear, uh, clear mountain runs. It just feels like you're catching up with the fellas and you're just shooting the shit, just give taking the piss out of each other. Like, and even on the marathon sessions, you can do that. It's, it, that's, that's, that's the one session. It used to be the intervals, but now, as I've done the marathon a few years, yeah, nothing beats that long run where you're just egging each other on or taking the piss or, or whatever it is. And you get two and a half hours and it's, it's done. Um, yeah. then you have coffee afterwards or whatever. It's, it's yeah, definitely. Um, it's definitely the long run. You do breakfast before the long run. Uh, I have a banana. Okay. I can't eat much before a long run. But yeah. I, I thought about getting my nutrition. I've, I've, I've increased it to two bananas before the marathon this year. Um, but I, I suppose you, you're always so carb heavy with your diet. Everyone's so carb heavy that mm. um, I've just never carb loaded because I'm like, I eat pasta and potatoes and all that yeah, rice all day, every day. Yeah. It just sits in your system. Um, I've never really felt like I needed to, um, to eat much before a race. But it, I don't think it's, I'm not sure. It, I've never done it before, so I've, it, it may make a difference. But, yeah, it's just what I'm comfortable doing. I I have had a few mates that have had toilet stops in a marathon and I'm petrified of doing that. Oh, so. that'd be the worst day. Um, mm. Imagine 12 weeks of training, everything's gone well. Yeah, lose it two minutes in the like, dunny, which is torture. And then trying to get back to like 345s out of a dunny. Like it's, yeah. Um, bring bring your average back. Yeah, pretty hard. Yeah, it's that's what happened to Paul uh, a couple of years ago. And I felt so bad for him, eh? Like... It's just crucifies you. Obviously, you got no chance, no no choice, and you don't want to. Uh, I mean, you you can do the old, um, yeah, just let it go on the run. But yeah, no, you don't want anyone to go near you afterwards. <laughs> it's not an experience you want anyone else to uh, yeah. to share. You're going straight yeah. to the water. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. There you go. I'm done. Thanks, mate. Oh, cheers, mate. No worries. <laughs> Wicked. Ah, oh, well, let's wrap it up there. Yeah, magic. Thanks for going on, Chris. Yeah, Just thanks for having us on, mate. Um, hopefully, I I didn't I made a little bit of sense there, but yeah, I've enjoyed the chat like always. And if you do have a website, Facebook page for your coaching, you yeah, one k at a time running. Just on Instagram. Yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Uh, I don't post a lot. I'm still that's still not really a strength of mine. Social media. I think yep. I'm stuck in the '80s that way, but I'll work on it. Uh, <laughs> I'll put I'll put the uh, the link to that in the description. Yeah. For anyone who wants to check it. But yeah, no, no, awesome. thanks for having me on. It's been fun. Ah, cool. And good luck with all your uh, future races that are coming up. What is next? Uh, maybe the Sunny Coast 10K. We'll see how the, the quads are still fried at the moment. So um, I'm hoping to run that. Um, and definitely I haven't done it since the very first one, Bridge to Bay. Oh, sorry, it used to be called Bridge to Bay, Bridge to Brisbane. 
So it'll be my first bridge to Brisbane in 25 years. Um, I'm looking forward to that because that's in October, so that gives me plenty of time to to get ready for that. And apparently it's a fast course, and I think it's about 9.3K, so it should be a quick yeah, it's one. It's short too. I like the sound of that. Just short, just short bit here. Yeah. I won't mention North Lakes Park around here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's long at the moment. Everyone's getting like 5.3K or something. Oh, I should have. I missed out on my opportunity to run a fast time then. Yeah. Well, I think I'll put this start and finish back to where it was when the Renaults are done. But yeah, at the moment, I haven't run it yet. But yeah, people that have, they're all getting way over. No, I've been looking forward to doing my 4.8K park run, eh? <laughs> I'll get 4. Bit controversial, but no, 4.9. Some people, Matilda usually gets 4.98 or 5K. Like it just yeah. depends. I, what I, I, I reckon people get too precious about park runs and we just forget that it's a volunteer community based yeah, and totally. it doesn't matter whether it's 5K or not. It's just an opportunity just for us time. to have a run. Eh? Um, yeah, sure. All right, team. We'll it's catch a good week, everyone. No worries. All you right. too, mate. See you soon. Thank you. Stop rewind, now what the fuck did you find? Ain't nothing in here but why?